Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you are listening to the show formerly known as Tantra Cafe. And now I'm playing with the idea of the show being called Sex and Happiness with Laurie Handlers. I just think it's a broader topic. If you tuned in, of course, you're not in the wrong place. With me, you're always in the right place. And I'm just changing the the lay of the land. I'm changing the show the whole kind of format of the show because I'm growing and changing and I'm transforming. And so that's what my shows have always been about anyway, uh, growth and transformation. So I have to grow and transform or else I'm not happy. And then if I'm not happy, what am I doing talking about sex and happiness? So I'm talking about it all here and I'm just broadening the scope of the show and I really hope that this attracts more listeners. I hope it keeps you, those of you wonderful, loyal people who have been downloading and listening to my show for a few years now. There are so many of you uh, that I, and so many of you write to me now so I know about you and um, and I'm, I'm grateful and I'm thankful and and I hope that you support me in this transition so that I can grow and expand this show to encompass more things than than Tantra, because Tantra certainly has served me. Tantra Cafe has served me, and um, and my film, Tantra Tourists, and other things, that my teachings all over the world have served me. And for me, it's time really to get bigger. It's really time to get bigger, and that's, that's what I want to do. So in the future, I want to focus on more sexual health. I want to focus on really how moving sexual energy leads people to happiness and then all the other forms of happiness and and what it would take for people to be having great great pleasure in their bodies including sexuality of it and great pleasure in their bodies or joy the deep joy that comes from really being inner at inner peace and happiness with with self so that's how I'm going to be expanding in the near future. Right now you're listening in the transition phase, so I'm still explaining. I don't I hate explaining, but I'm going to be explaining for maybe another week why I'm doing this and how I'm doing this so that in case people miss my last show or in case people miss this show, by the time they get to the next show, they're still gonna get a little piece of the background of this. It was really, really tough. I by the way, everybody, I wasn't unhappy. I was happy. And I'm happy to just know that I love growth and I love the unknown. I love welcoming the new. And so this is a movement I had to make for myself. So I want to remind you, just in case you want to follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you can follow me at Laurie Handlers in either one, Facebook or Twitter. And you also can write to me. I'm going to still keep this email, but I'll be having another one shortly. You can still write to me at tantracaferadio at gmail.com. If you have feedback or ideas for the show, I certainly would love that. You know I love to hear from you. I love fan mail. So that's just a little bit about that. Tonight, I want to let you know that the show is being brought to you by Silk, Natural Personal Lubricant. And Silk is a sexual enhancement lubricant. It also relieves dryness caused by hormone fluctuation and lack of natural lubrication. Sometimes dryness comes from the use of oral contraceptives and other medications, chemotherapy, radiation, hysterectomy, and many other reasons. So silk is the 
is the sponsor of this part of the show, S-Y-L-K. You can find out more at butterflyworkshops.com forward slash silk, S-Y-L-K. I highly recommend it. I use silk all the time now, and uh, I think it's just fabulous. It's tasteless, odorless, colorless, and it feels just like me, and that's really the point of it. Anyway, tonight I want to talk about happiness for a while, since I'm I'm transforming the show to sex and happiness, and I and then I have a guest later on in the show, who is a young person. He's I'm not sure. I think he's about 19 now or 20. I met him when he was 14. I came into his life, and he he had up close and personal life experience with a tantra teacher. I stayed with in his home. I stayed with him and his father for quite some time in his formative teenage years. I was their house guest, and um, he's grown up to be quite something, and he's going to be my guest talking about parents and teens and, and teen sexuality and what it was like for him to interact with a Tantra master. So he'll be here for the second part of the show, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, this part, though, I want to talk about happiness. Um, you know, I read something recently that said, that in 2009, there were 650 books with happiness in their titles that were published that year. And I thought that was just amazing. My book was written in 2006, was published in 2006, and it has happiness in the title, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. And I just didn't know that that many people used happiness. I knew using sex in the title would probably sell the title, but happiness, I just didn't think about it that much. And uh, and now I think about happiness all the time. Actually, I, more I, like joy, like incredible inner joy. But I thought that was quite a statistic. Also, I, I found out recently that in 2006, at Harvard, the, uh, the largest class or the most popular class that was ever offered at Harvard University and that was attended by more than 850 students was called happiness a class on happiness. And, I mean, it just seems like people are searching for happiness, and they, they seem to be searching in some of the wrong places, or they may think that happiness is held in one place when it really is held in another. I don't know. It's going to be a kind of an exploration for a while and that I want to talk about and I want to explore with my guests, and certainly I'd like to explore with you. So I'd like you to be thinking about the answer to this question for yourself as you listen to this, um, see if you can identify what brings you the most joy in your life, what it is that brings you the most joy in your life. And um, and if you'd like to write me, that would be so great to just tell me what brings... Oops, I'm dropping things here in my studio. What brings you the most joy? Now, back when... The founders, the forefathers of the United States, of the United States of America, were forming the U.S. In the Declaration of Independence, they declared that we, all of us, were, they were declaring this independence so that we could all pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I just find that amazing that they even thought about that in forming the country known as the USA. So what is happiness and what does it depend on? And if I were pursuing happiness, would I look in some of the the familiar places? 
I think, you know, I think people place a lot of uh, measurement on money. I think people people have a popular concept that money is what brings you happiness. If you have enough money, you'll be happy. And it's it's I don't think it's true. Uh, I think there've been studies on people who are poor below the poverty line who measure or seem to be just as happy as people who are rich. And I know in my travels, like for example, I've gone to India many times and it, there's such poverty in India. I mean it's 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 deplorable the poverty in India. And yet when I walk through the villages or when I see young people there I see that they have some kind of an inner thing they ha- they seem to be happy they seem to not care if they don't get a new iPhone or whatever they just they I've seen kids play with bicycle wheels where they like roll the wheel with along with the spokes down the road and play soccer and all these things and they just seem to be happier than lots of rich kids that I know so I wonder what the secret of that is. I mean, this all these are questions, you know, to be uh, to be explored by me and by you. What is the secret of happiness? Um, I think a lot of other people assume that youth is the, is a secret of happiness. Like if you could find the fountain of youth, then you'd be happy. If you could just stay young, stay from aging, you'd be happy. And you know, again. It's um, there was uh, something in the Journal of Experience of Experimental Psychology where they measured they did some kind of a survey and said that older people tend to be happier in their lives. They tend to be more. They see things from a more positive perspective. Perhaps they've been through things or they've been around the block a few times, and so they don't feel the lack of something or they don't feel the yearning of something or whatever. It just seems they seem to be more happy, more content. So I don't know. These are these are really uh, questions to to inquire into, and and I want to do that. I want to do that on this show because I, I, there's certainly elements of it that I do know about that I want to share with you. And I've probably been sharing with you all along, but I want to repackage it in a different framework, in a different perspective, so you can really consider this for yourselves. So that said, in a moment we're gonna I'm gonna break. For a minute, I want to give you one wonderful announcement. I'll probably say it again, and that is that uh, Tantric Tourists, the the documentary, or we could call it the mockumentary, about me taking people to India, uh, is about to come out in DVD. It's coming out February 14th, 2011, in DVD, and you'll be able to purchase it. If you're a friend of Tantric Tourists on Facebook, you can purchase it for 33% less. And you might as well go to Facebook right now and join Tantric Tourists so that you can get that deal. Um, this week, there was a screening of Tantric Tourists in London, and I understand from my producer and director of Slack Alice Films that I, I got a new fan named Boy George. Evidently, he was at the, film, the screening of Tantric Tourists, and he thought it was fabulous. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's what they told me. There's more. There's more exciting things about that coming down the pike. But I'll just leave you with that for right now. So go on Facebook and check out Tantric Tourists. Become a fan of Tantric Tourists and, and order your your DVD. By the way, I, I said mockumentary, didn't I? That it really is. And Ryan, who's coming on the show in the second half of me, was 
in that documentary, mockumentary with me. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit too. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show formerly known as Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Hamler, your host, and we're going to be back with Sex and Happiness with me, Laurie Hamler. Stay tuned. Have you ever wished for an end to pests in and around your home, around your office? Stop paying for dangerous chemicals that can harm your children, your pets, and your clients. Today in Arizona and Florida, an environmentally responsible pest control company named Ladybug has set up shop to provide natural and organic pest control services. Ladybug can help you stop even the most persistent, nastiest bugs with green, organic products that are friendly to people and pets. In addition, there are franchise opportunities in Arizona, Florida, and throughout the USA. To learn more about Ladybug's home-friendly and earth-smart green pest control services, visit the Ladybug website at ladybugcorp.com or call us at 561-276-7600. Ladybug guarantees you another eco-friendly, pest-free day naturally. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by me. Laurie Handlers. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself, and it may possibly make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then I work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh, every moment of every day of your life. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. Hi, I'm Laurie Handlers, and we're back with the show formerly known as Tantra Cafe. And the show is currently, or I'm playing with a name, the idea of this name called Sex and Happiness, the Sex and Happiness Show. So welcome back anyway. You're with me. I'm with you. And that's that's all that matters. And tonight I'm discussing happiness. And in the second uh, part of the show, I'm going to be talking to a teenager who's now not a teenager, a little older than that, but somebody who was exposed to my teachings and to me in his home when he's when he was about 14 in his uh, pubescent years, and we're gonna, I'm going to be talking to him about what it meant to him. How did he, you know, how was it for him to have my influence around his family? And we'll see what happens. We'll see where that goes. So please stay tuned for the second half of the show. So now I was talking about happiness. I was breaking some myths about money and about youth. And, I, you know, I think that some people think happiness is the opposite of sadness. But I don't think that happiness is the opposite of sadness. I think these days, I don't even know if people are sad anymore. I think people are depressed. And um, I, I don't want to discuss depression this evening with, with you. But I think that happiness is something a little bit more elusive. It's not exactly a constant state of bliss. Although I could teach you something about being in a constant state of bliss. You know, basically my Tantra teachings have everything to do with bliss and living in bliss. And it is possible to live in bliss, but I don't think it is for most people. I I don't know if most people are going to do Tantric practices all the time. So um, I do know how to get you to bliss, but I think that happiness 
is not really a feeling. Just like I don't think love is a feeling. I think they're more, it's, I think it's more to that. It's, um, I think happiness is more like a position somebody takes to be happy, to be full of joy, to let go of the things not producing happiness and joy in our life, uh, in your life. It's, um, it's like seeing the, the glass as half full instead of seeing the glass as half empty. And I, for some people, I think it would be impossible to change. I mean, I think anyone could change. But I think for a lot of people, they're very stuck in their way of seeing things. And so they're probably just not going to be happy. They might even resist happiness. But I think for some people, they could make a few tweaks in the way they see things, and they could actually become really happy, uh, really joyful. I, I, you know, I'm reminded of a story about my mother. Um, I remember... I think I, I I was probably in my mid-twenties, and I remember my mother telling me something about I would just trust anybody, you know. She felt that I didn't have great discernment. She thought that I was somebody who, you know, I just had too many friends, and I trusted too many people. And to, for her, that was very scary. It was a very scary proposition. I remember confronting her and going, I was kind of confronted, I guess you could tell. I remember confronting her and going, you know, I choose to trust. Until somebody proves it otherwise, I trust them. So if somebody would prove themselves not trustworthy, well, then I might not trust them. Although I probably would give them a second chance. But I said to her, I prefer to go through life trusting and really connecting with people and finding out the best from them. And you, I don't think you do that. I think that you don't trust and you and someone has to prove themselves to you to gain your trust. And I don't want to make people work that hard. I mean, I, I want to start from the trusting place. It comes from within me. It's a it's a stand I'm taking. It's a position I'm taking. And I guess I feel that happiness is kind of the same way. It's um, It's something you can influence in yourself. There's things you can do about it. There's ways to think that will cause you to be happier than other ways to think. And, I, you know, I think this is good to pose. I, I, It's important, I think, that people wrestle with this a little bit, this question. It's not a born thing, happiness. It's not something you're born into. It's not an inheritance. It isn't anything like that. It's like, how, how do you want to be in your life? What are you prepared to do to be happy in your life? Now, there's an expert, Ben Shahar, He's the person who taught at Harvard that class that had so many people in it, 850 people. And his, according to him, he says that happiness is a combination of meaning and pleasure. That we can experience pleasure, but in order to feel happy about it, it seems we need our experience to be meaningful. And my question is, of course, what part does sex play in all that? You know, like, is sex a part of happiness? And I think that's what a lot of what I'll be exploring on this show. Not, of course, limited to Tantra. But, but, but you know, the whole gamut of sexuality. I personally feel that sex plays a huge part. But it, it may not be what you assume. Because I think a lot of people think, you know, I mean like banging sex, like having sex every day, three times a day with your partner. I don't really mean that. I mean... Um, 
sex plays a big part. It's not necessarily about having sex with another, but I think uh, we have to make sure to have an orgasm every day um, by any means necessary. Orgasm is so critical to nourishing the cells, to keeping youth, to having us feel positive, whether we're broke or whether we got a lot of dough in our pockets. Like it's, it's just orgasm just makes us feel overall good. And that's a really positive state to be in. That's a state that's more towards happiness than away from happiness. So I would have to say, I think sex plays a big part. Not necessarily, though, what I said before about having sex with a partner. It just, you know, it just, I don't know how important that is. I think it's less important than we make it. But that's, you know, again, that I can do a whole show on that. So... I want to give you all a quick tip on how to make yourself happy. And I'm going to teach you something called the charging breath and the transmutation breath. And then once you have this, you can do this in less than five minutes a day. You can do it at a stoplight. I actually have people who do this on the New York subway. This is how you make yourself happy and feeling full, just feeling charged, charged up. So I'm going to teach you this before we break and before my guest joins us. So I'd like you to sit straight in your chair or sit straight on the floor or if you're in bed, sit straight up against the wall so you're sitting and your spine is straight. And I want you to start to contract your anal sphincter muscles and your PC muscles. So your anal sphincters are muscles inside the anus and, and, and around and the PC muscles are the muscles that you use to stop a flow of urine. So if you were in the middle of, a, of urinating and someone came in and you went, whoop, and you pulled tight, those would be the muscles that stopped the flow of urine. So I'd like you to squeeze both sets of muscles at the same time. So we're just going to squeeze the muscles together. Ready? And squeeze, 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 squeeze. Keep squeezing. I want to coordinate now your exhale, so I want you to make this sound as you're squeezing. Really squeeze and make the Go faster. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. Now we're going to change the ch sound to oo. Keep going. Oo is the sex sound. So oo is a sound we make when we're having pleasure and we want someone to keep doing it over and over. And we even sing ooh in our songs, so keep squeezing. Ooh, 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 ooh. Now change to ah, 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 ah. Keep squeezing. Ah, 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 ah. Now we're going to alternate. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Go faster. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Now stop, inhale with a big breath through the nose, squeeze those sphincter muscles and those PC muscles and hold it. Now sniff the energy all the way up to your forehead, hold it, 
and release through the mouth. Big surrender. Ah. Feel the energy come right back down to your bottom. Inhale again through the nose. Squeeze your face, your fists, your shoulders, your butt, everything. Squeeze your toes. Tighten everything. Hold it. Now sniff and hold it. And now release with a sound, big sound through the mouth. And one more big inhale through the nose. Hold it. Tighten everything as tight as you can. Tight, tight. Hold it. Take a big sniff. Hold it. And now have a big release, letting the energy down to the bottom. And there, my friends, you have the secret of happiness. Just keep your eyes closed for a moment. Notice how you feel. This, over time, can make you happy. Instead of being mad at traffic, this can take you right through a traffic jam. Keep noticing how you feel. Notice any tinglies, any swirlies. Notice the energy in your body. Notice anything that may have shifted from just before as you were listening. That was called a two tantric breaths. One was called a charging breath, the first one. And the second one, and holding it, is transmutation. We transmuted the sexual energy, brought it all the way up the body, and then let it down again. So we're going to go to break now. But hopefully you got a little tip, a quick tip on how to make yourself happy. It's your choice to make yourself happy. I always tell people you're going to breathe anyway, so you might as well breathe and squeeze. This part of the show was brought to you by Silk, S-Y-L-K, personal natural lubricant made from kiwi vines from New Zealand. And you can find out more about that at butterflyworkshops.com forward slash S-Y-L-K. Please stay tuned. When we come back, I'm going to be having my guests talking about parents and teens and what teenagers need to know, how Tantra either helped this teen or not, whatever he's going to tell us about it. We'll be right back with the show formerly known as Tantra Cafe, now Sex and Happiness. Stay tuned. Would you like to try a natural product that would enhance your orgasms? My guest today is Shana Venice, the founder of New Zealand Pure, a company that makes unique products for sexual wellness. Shana, what is it that people can use to enhance their orgasms? Everybody's trying to do that. Absolutely. Well, there are different factors that, uh, you know, come into play why we don't have explosive orgasms. One is, you know, our vaginal secretions aren't flowing like they used to. Perhaps you're a little dry, perhaps you're a little irritated. Well, the great thing about silk, which is made from kiwi vine extract, is that it helps to balance your own pH and increase your vaginal secretions. The result is explosive, satisfying, wonderful orgasms and joyful sex. Wow, Shana, thanks so much for that description. Wonderful. If you'd like to find out more about Silk, go to SilkUSA.com. That's S-Y-L-K-U-S-A.com. You can find out more about Silk from me as well. Write to Laurie at TantraCafe.com. Well, hi, everybody. I'm back. It's Laurie Handlers, and I'm on the show formerly known as Tantra Cafe, 
I'm kind of smiling when I say that because I, the name of the show seems to be moving to sex and happiness. And, you know, I'm just going to go with the organic flow of it. In the last segment, I talked to you about happiness. And um, I had just given you a tantric exercise of charging breath and transmutation to help you make yourself happy. And the one point I forgot to make in the last segment, which I want to make now, is I feel it is totally my and your responsibility to make ourselves happy. I don't think anyone out there can make us happy. I don't think, you know, some people, when they're looking for love, they say things like they'll, they're going to find their other person to complete them and finally make them happy, and I just think that's a crock. And so I didn't say it when I was giving you that exercise before, but I do want to let you know that you're going to make yourself happy. And in my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy, I have a whole chapter devoted to please yourself. And I want to just say, please, please yourself. So a couple things I want to mention. If I want to remind you to go to um, webtalkradio.net and look for my most recommended picks, and you can find those on a page there. And you'll find out about hormonenurse.com how she can help you get your hormones balanced, and that's another way to make yourself happy. You'll also find out about Tantra for Awakening with Crystal Dawn Morris. Her whole uh, slant to Tantra is she's in Sedona, based in Sedona. You'll find out about Flirting with Heart courses with Robin Vogel, and certainly you'll find out about Dr. Deborah Annapol and Polly Amory for the 21st century. No matter... Where you are, you can find out about these things. Also, I, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and I want you to go to tangafinelingerie.com and find yourself or your beloved the most amazing French or Italian silk or lace. There's nothing like it in this country. There's really nothing like it in the stores that Americans have for lingerie. You want to find something French or Italian if you want to make a difference to to your special person, or if you're your special person, you want to make a difference to yourself with Tonga Fine Lingerie. That's, uh, this segment of the program is brought to you by that. And one more thing, and that is uh, a quick story about LifeWave patches. Uh, I, I have directed you many times to LifeWave patches for people and pets on Facebook, and that's where you can find out more about them. These patches are amazing. I take the glutathione every day. I put it on me, and then there's some other ones I alternate with. But I just flew from Arizona to Florida. I was either in a plane or waiting to get on my next plane. I was probably traveling for nine hours, and I had lots of body pain when I arrived in West Palm Beach. And I got to tell you that I put on one half of a LifeWave patch, and my pain was gone within an hour. So you want to find out about these things. They're amazing. Uh, they're like acupuncture without the needles on your body. And they just take care of everything. So that's all I'm going to say for right now. I want to bring on my guest tonight. My guest is Ryan Rodriguez. And Ryan is a young man. He's at 20 years right now. I met him when he was 14. And he had just kind of come into his puberty and uh, we, we became friends. I, I actually moved into his family's house, and I was living there. And, I, and Ryan is amazing. We're, we're amazing friends, and, uh, but we weren't then. 
And I want to. I, I thought it would be a great idea to find out from him, sort of growing up with me in his life, what it was like to be around a tantra master, and also his thoughts on what parents and teens should talk about in terms of sexuality. I I trust where Ryan is coming from, and right now he's working with young adults and teens. So, you know, I, it's he's he's important. One other thing which I mentioned earlier in the show is Ryan was in Tantric Tourists in the film and also was one of the filmers of Tantric Tourists. He, he has a credit for production, being a producer on, on the film. So he was also in India with me and we did lots of Tantra there. So Ryan, welcome to Tantra, to the show final, formerly known as Tantra Cafe. I can't get myself, I can't get my bearings. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm, I'm I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's great. It's anytime you and I are together, it's great. But really, it's wonderful. It just had the idea to have you on the show. Um, I want to talk about you know what it was like for you. I remember when I you know your father invited me to move into your home. It was just mm-hmm. for you. Your father and I were, were not in a relationship. We were not relating as lovers or anything. I moved into a room and. I was the resident tantra teacher, and your father was doing some promotion for me, and we were friends. And um, I remember you as being, you know, a 14-year-old who you were pretty much locked in your room most of the time on your Mac. And um, you were making uh, photo photo ensembles, and you were making videos and stuff. But what was it like for you to have me there and kind of your father, like, kind of pushing to say, oh, you should spend time with this woman, she teaches Tantra and everything. What was that like for a teenager? I mean, for I mean, for a teenager in general, uh, and I'll use just my personal kind of story, um, you came into my life kind of at a, a very transitional stage. It was, it was one of those kind of life experiences that we have that completely shift the way that our lives are headed. Um, my mother passed away in, in April of 2004, so you entering... Um, not long after that was this it was i like to i like to refer to it as a as disruption not not in a <laughs> negative way um but in a in a sense that i mean it it kind of i mean it kind of shifted things it created this kind of unnatural normal uh normalcy i guess and you know it, it really you know at first definitely i i was the fourteen year old who did want to be locked in their room all the time. I mean, I was, I was going through my, my own personal things as far as, you know, dealing with how, how life had become and, and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, in a way, having you, having you in the home, you know, at least seeing you every day. And then, you know, throughout the course of you living in the home, there was that, I know there was that shift, I guess, where I actually had to learn to, come back in touch with the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> and it was, I mean, having a, a, a tantric master in the home at 14, um, I, it's, it's really kind of hard to put, put it into words. I mean, cause it, yeah. you know, at, at 14, you know, when, when you're going through high school, it, it, at least how they do it, you're here in the U S or at least where I went through high school, um, I mean, we have our, we usually have a, a segment of, you know, sexual education and things like that. But I feel that for the most part, that is done through almost, through almost, you know, instilling a sense of, a sense of fear 
into young adults. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I, and I think that, and I think that adults try and do that. You know, one just so they hope that they'll scare young adults enough so that they don't try it. Two, I, I also think, and I mean, I see this all the time on television, um, especially if you watch like the family shows, like like Parenthood on NBC or Modern Family. I mean, you know, the the media plays around with this and it, it tries to kind of get a grasp on it. But I I think it it hits the point and it misses it because I think parents are just so unsure how to approach the topic themselves and then being unsure and then not knowing how to relate to their kids. I mean, I think on some level, let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's go back for a second. Cause you kind of go, you're like going into the media now, you know, it's like, yeah, Oh, it's all right. It's okay. I I really do want to talk about you though. And me. So because people can, I, we know that the media portrays what the media wants. Right. You know, but I, but I want, I really want to talk about you and me. So, so back, so just coming back to it, like, yeah, you, I remember the first time I came in your room and I said, I want to talk with you. I feel like there's like tension in this house, Mm -hmm. there's like tension between you and your father. And I said, I'm Mm going to just introduce you to an Osho exercise. Do you remember that? I do. (laughs) I do. And I remember thinking, oh, this lady's in my personal space. (laughs) I was like, but she's a guest, so I'll be kind to her. <laughs> but we did, we broke this, I thought we broke through a barrier that night. I taught you how to do Osho's gibberish. And for yeah. everybody, you know, for everyone listening, Osho's gibberish is you, 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 we put, you put on a good song, a good dance song. You move for, with your eyes closed for 10 minutes. Actually, it's longer, but with the thing I did with Ryan was 10 minutes and then you make noise, as much noise as you can after the 10 minutes for another 5 or 10 minutes, and then you, you're silent. And that's how I invaded your space. <laughs> yes, it was, and then, I, I mean, it was, like I said, it was a, it was a very nice disruption to my life. Um, and to be, to be honest, I mean, that exercise in itself, I don't do the exact exercise today. I've kind of molded into my own thing. Um, but I still very much, and I'll, I guess I'll touch on that a little bit later in our conversation, but I still very much do that on a almost daily basis. I, I find, you know, for anyone that is, you know, wondering, it is actually a great emotional filter. Um, great, Ryan. And, and just, it, it, it completely, because I, and I definitely, and I've had the days, and I, I still have those days, you know, with whatever whatever it is that has been going on. I mean, there is such a... How do I say this? Um, I mean, it, it is such a, it is, is it, it is an easy and it is this wonderfully just healthy, I, at least I feel a wonderfully healthy and authentic way of just getting all of, rid of all of the bad stuff. That's so great. That's um, so great. Listen, let me just, we're going to stop here for a second. If okay. you just uh, tuned in, you're listening to the show formerly known as Tondra Cafe. I'm Laurie Hammers. Your host, and I'm here with Ryan Rodriguez, who's a 20-year-old young man who met me. I met him when he was 14, and and I, I kind of invaded his space. I was invited to invade his space by his dad, and then now he invites me. <laughs> but uh, we met, and 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 Tantra had an influence on him at a pivotal point in his life. So we're going to be right back. We're taking a short commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to resume this conversation. We're going to talk about other practices that Ryan may have picked up when we were in India and 
how it's affected his own coming into his manhood. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you're looking for the absolute best holiday present that you could possibly get for someone, consider Tanga Fine Lingerie. Tanga Fine Lingerie comes from France and Italy. It's amazing fabric, lace and silk, and you won't find anything like it anywhere. That's www.tangafinelingerie.com. T-A-N-G-A, finelingerie.com. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now, you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release in Latihan, I create a very, very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I'm known for in my Tantra courses. First, I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through emotional states to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try this CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at butterflyworkshops.com for only $20. I believe you're worth it. I hope you do. Go to butterflyworkshops.com and get your copy now and walk free from emotional baggage. Hi again. We're back with a show formerly known as Tantra Cafe. I think the name is Moving to Sex and Happiness. And uh, I'm not sure yet. You can write to me if you like the name or don't like the name or have a better name, whatever. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and my guest today is Ryan Rodriguez, my good friend Ryan. And, um, and Ryan, I was thrilled to hear you say that you do practice some form of either Osho's emotional release or something else that you got. You were, you were on a trip with all adults, many of whom had studied some Tantra and a few who hadn't when we went to India, and you got to room with many of them, many different ones, plus the producers, etc., how how has how has you know this me coming into your life at this sort of change point at this transformational point in your life? How has it affected your development, like your sexual development, etc.? I know you have a girlfriend. You actually have had your girlfriend for a very long time. You you two have been in each other's mm-hmm. lives for a long time. But I uh, I don't ask you the personal questions like you know are you having sex? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of. Do- Part of me doesn't care. I just want to know that you're feeling healthy about it, that you're feeling good about your body and that she's feeling good about her body, although I've had no contact with her. How did this help form you in your sexual um, development, if you could speak to that at all? Yeah, You know, I think I think the, the biggest part of what did help was you know, two, two very big things. Um, because for the most part, our relationship has been long distance for almost four years now. Mm. Um, and for the most part, I think, one, this has helped just be be entirely comfortable with, with myself. Um, and just that in the entire, I mean, the entire, you know, sexual being of being comfortable with myself, being comfortable when I, you know, sharing myself with, with another. Um, and then I think the, the next biggest thing would just be would it really be honesty um and and having that open communication you know with you know with my partner um and i mean we literally will talk about everything and you know ask each other you know 
how you know how do you feel about this or is you know, is this something that's comfortable for you and you know just you know, especially you know within intimacy just always have that open communication and i think i think that has been the biggest you know bright spot for me particularly um and then also you know growing up as well um but i mean i just want to say that's so good because you know i real i my experience was let's say boys at 17 18 mm-hmm. they don't talk that much right you know they make jokes but they don't talk about this comfort that you're talking about this ease now you're 20 but you we met at 14 so i'm hoping that from 14 on or at least 15 when you came to India you were 15 then right I actually I actually got together um, with my girlfriend in the spring after I had been to India Um, and from pretty much almost day one I mean it very very early on we we had a very you know open and, and discussion about you know about about intimacy about how we felt and you know, we at the at the time we decided that you know we were long distance. We we weren't going to necessarily rush into anything. You know, we'd been great friends, and and we loved that friendship that we had. So we were just going to kind of take it day by day. You know, be honest, you know, open, just speak to each other, um, and and whatever whatever happened, it happened. But I mean, from the beginning, it was always I always wanted it to be a very clear communication because I never wanted it to get to neither of us really wanted to get to the point where either one of us were scared or uncomfortable with the situation Good. because also in the comparison to the fact that we for the most part we've been long distance it, it just wouldn't have helped the relationship at yeah. all and it, yeah. we probably you know for the most part we would not be still together today um, if we hadn't kind of set that foundation um, yeah. at the beginning. Let me ask you another question. I, I'm glad to hear that. I just want to say, you know, I'm really mm-hmm. glad to hear that. I, and I'm, I'm certainly wishing you well up in that. And of course, I'm, you know, too, I'm available for you if you ever, if there's mm-hmm. ever anything needs a tweak. But right. I, I want to also ask you, you know, when you were on that trip in India with us and we were doing all the tantric exercises, which many of them you did and mm-hmm. some of them you didn't do because you were filming, um, you were you were, you know you were working with the producer and the director. Um, when you saw the Kama Sutra temples in Kajuraho, when we right. actually got there and there was a, like every sex act on the, mm-hmm. you know, portrayed on the outside, there was everything. There was people doing sodomy with elephants and donkeys, mm-hmm. and who knows what else. There was people you know doing every sex position that you ever saw. There were people upside down, sideways. Mm-hmm. How how did how, I never asked you? Look, I mean you you're pretty much to yourself, and there have been times when you've communicated with me and shocked me, you know, with your love and and <laughs> how you felt because you're a guy of a few words. So, um, how was that for you? Was it shocking, or did you feel like it was kind of appropriate for a teenager to see those things? It was no big deal. I mean, what? And I think. Honestly, it might have it, at the time. It might have been a it might have been a combination of both. Um, you know, both sh- one was shock and something else that I, I kind of felt that it was it was okay for me to see and that I kind of needed to see it um, because again, it, you know, at least here in America, I mean, you, the you know, young boys. I mean, we make jokes about it. You know, 
you know, we talk about it in a, in a, in a humorous format, but we don't ever actually talk about it. Um, and I, I, I really at that time, um, I mean, the entire India trip kind of had my eyes open wide, wide up. Um, but I mean, it, at that time, you know, I really just tried to kind of take as much in as I could, particularly mm-hmm. then. Um, Kadraho is actually my favorite place upon that trip. <laughs> um, just one, one due to the, I mean, the fact that we were there and then there were, there was also the village that we visited before we, we ended our yeah. tour. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that experience actually. But, um, for me, I mean, I, I felt that, you know, it, it kind of, and I, I don't know exactly how to put it in words, but it felt, felt very grounding. Um, and definitely, I don't know, I don't know how you would say it. I mean, maybe more just kind of wholesome. Um, I know there, I know there, there are certain things, situations, scenarios, you know, positions that, you know, at least here a lot of people don't, you know, consider the norm or kind of, uh, right. maybe even to call it taboo. Nobody's um, ever going to do half the things we saw on those walls. Right, right. You and, and I think, chance. right. And I, I mean, I just, I think, I think it was, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the fact that I was able to see that and to at least understand that that was a foundation of the culture that I was experiencing as well. Yeah. But, you know, you knew, you knew, and I said in the bus that, you know, when we were on that trip or what, we didn't get there by bus, the, the plane. Um, the plane, knew, yes. That, that, that we, well, we went some bus, but, you know, that part was the plane. Um, mm-hmm. You know that in that culture, except for that town and the towns where there are those kind of temples that the people don't know anything about right? what we were studying and talking about. I mean, they just, it's been completely removed from the culture. Right. So, right. And I, I do remember you going over that. Of course, I do also remember you were horribly sick when we went on that plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, the thing I love what you said was that it, we found it really grounding to be exposed to f- seeing... Like, finally, see, this is the way I look at it, and maybe, you know, you said you weren't sure how to put it into words, but I'm going to say, for most people, adults and you, because there aren't that many teens, I think, who actually get to go to Kajarajo with their group or a tour group or with their parents. If you were on a teen tour, you would have never gone to Kajarajo. Um, I feel, for most people, finally seeing the sex act, like act it out in every which way, every possible crazy concoction of what a person's imagination can come to, seeing it carved on temple walls in a sacred way actually gives you a grounding. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my body's okay. Right. I mean, right. that, you know, w- when we see the film, I mean, that's exactly the message of the film, you know, like drop into your body. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that you said that. I mean, that was just a natural response. And it was like, that's really what happens. People just go, oh, look at what people do. Look at what I fantasize about or not. Right. Hey, I'm okay. My body's okay. Right. You know, it's, it's great. It's great. So, um, we have, we just really have maybe about a minute or two left. I want to ask you, first of all, you're working with, uh, teens now. Yeah. I am. And, I am. um, 
So what did you take from everything and bring to them, if you could say it in a concise way, like what do you think you gained that you, somehow you're, you're translating over? The, the ability to really just open your heart up and literally listen to every single thing that a person tells you. Um, and I, I, I said this during the Thanksgiving that we all shared in India. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the biggest and I think key things that I learned from that trip was just literally opening yourself up to the the absolute possibility of of whatever was going to occur. Um, and I really think that, you know, particularly the teens that I work with, because not all of them are coming from the most per perfect circumstance or situation. Um, and literally there are, there are things that, you know, come to me on a daily basis that are just unfortunate. But if you can remove yourself from, you know, the, the pity and the, the negative stance of that situation and really just kind of be there to listen and understand. I think as one as a teacher and as a person, you open yourself to so many more capabilities as far as loving, empathizing, and, and helping a person. So great. So great, Ryan. Well, listen, I appreciate you so much, you know, for coming on the show with me. I appreciate you so much anyway in life. <laughs> Thank <And> you. <laughs> and I appreciate you coming on the show with me. It makes a difference to me. And it, I really want uh, my message, you know, I work with teens now. I, I don't call it right. Tantra for teens, but I do I do teach teens about their own sexuality when, when parents will give their teens over to me and when parents will give themselves over to me. And I... To me, you are the, you know, you're the beacon of it and, and, and who I really started with because that day I marched into your room and said, okay, we're going to do Osho's gibberish. I had no idea what to do with you, but, <laughs> I, but I knew you had to get out of that room. <laughs> so. I did. I most certainly did. <laughs> anyway, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being my guest on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, um, and everyone out there who's listening, I, I want to let you know you've been listening to um, the show formerly known as Tantra Cafe. It's going to soon be known as the Sex and Happiness Show. And uh, next week, I'll be talking more about happiness and about a test that you can take to measure where you are in terms of the happiness quotient. And um, and we'll be talking more. Of course, my guests will always have something to do with sex and happiness. So I don't know exactly who my next guest is, but it doesn't matter. It'll be somebody of huge interest. Please get the message from today's show that your teens need to be exposed to sexuality in maybe its rawest and its most factual and real form to be able to feel okay, drop into their body and just feel okay. So they can go on and have straight up, straightforward conversations with their important others, their significant others. Thanks so much for listening. This is Laurie Handlers. I'm signing off, and I, I look forward to being with you again next time. Thank you.